Welcome back to Live, Laugh, Lorazepam. We are joined today with a very special guest. Julie, would you like to introduce our guest? Uh, we have Annie Dow, a local morning radio personality that works. Um, and Annie left her position at the radio uh, station, and I heard that she mentioned she left to take care of herself and to be happy. And I had to reach out because that's all we talk about is taking care of ourselves and being happy. And I figured you'd be a great person to talk to. Um, so if you want to give us more of a little intro of you other than what I just said, you can go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I think first of all, um, it's so hard to take care of yourself. It's not a natural thing that any of us really know how to do. Um, and I think my entire life, I've kind of been the person that's like, life of the party and she's shiny and she's Annie and she's happy. Ah, it's so fun. But secretly I've just been kind of like dying inside the whole time. So like, that's really great. <laughs> um, but so I started really noticing my depression when I was in seventh grade. And I remember going to the doctors and them testing me for mono and them testing me for all these things. Um, Cause I was exhausted all the time and just like, didn't have any energy, but was still like very athletic, very good in school. Like I was always so high performing and I'm not saying that to be like, Oh, I'm so great. Like I just, I was a high performing person, but like secretly had this heavy weight on me the whole time. And it kind of just, I, you know, you always have peaks and valleys and I kind of went through that my entire life. Um, in high school, I started getting pretty bad panic attacks, but I didn't really know what they were at the time. I, I was, I've always been a perfectionist. I hold myself to a really um, unreasonable standard, and I don't hold other people to it. Like, it's so crazy how you do that to yourself. I talk about this in therapy all the time, that I would never speak to one of my friends the way I speak to myself, and I'm really working on that because it's not nice to be mean to yourself. So that's a really big thing I'm working on, but... Um, yeah, I didn't really know what was going on. Um, when I was having these panic attacks, I just thought, I don't know, I was kind of losing it. And then I started to do a little bit more research. Um, but then I went to college, I went to school in Florida, so I was far away and I just was like trying to manage it all on my own, but was like, you know, you're at college, you're partying, you're like trying to make new friends, all of these things. And then I came home. Sorry, this is a very long way. No, story, no, but... please. We, give us all of it. Um, so I came home from school and radio was always my dream. Um, radio or TV. I just knew I wanted to be, I wanted to talk. I wanted to like, I just wanted to get to know people and I wanted to talk. I wanted to know their stories. I wanted to be able to connect. And I was lucky enough to be introduced to um, the music director at the radio station the summer I came home from college. So I actually started there. I graduated in April 2017. I started there in July, oh, wow. uh, which was crazy. Um, I did overnights. I did promotions. I did really anything they needed me in the building just because I was so eager and so just like ready to be a part of it. And that winter, uh, one of the ladies on the show, she ended up getting a job elsewhere and they asked me to audition and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I auditioned and I've never really been a shy person. I've never been nervous. Um, it was terrifying. 
I will say to know that there's like, you know, 500,000 people listening to you or whatever the number is. It's crazy. So weird to think about. Um, but yeah, I, I never really left after that. They never, they never kicked me out of the room. So I stayed and it really was the most amazing experience. I learned so much about myself. I grew up so much. I got to interview amazing people. I got to be part of such a good team. Um, but it really started. Can I swear? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. So shit started hitting the fan, I would say, um, in 2020, kind of like for everybody else. Right. Um, COVID was really hard. Um, Cause were know, you guys in the studio or were you fully remote? So we were remote for six weeks. That's um, it. Damn. I know. So we were technically essential employees because if, it, you know, if we, we need to like break news or whatever was happening. Um, so I started kind of slipping back into those like depressive thoughts during then, which I think so many people did because it wasn't natural. We were stuck inside and the world was scary and shit was going on and it was, yeah. it was just bad. It was bad for everyone. Right. Um, but I started to notice myself. It wasn't cause I kind of would just like push down the bad days before. And that was getting to a point where I was like, okay, this isn't, this isn't good. This is like me going down a bad path. Like they were just building upon each other, building upon each other. Yeah. And then, um, so 20, so that like into 2021, um, I it's like so hard and it sucks, but I wasn't making enough money to live. Um, they, unfortunately in that business, um, unless you are like the top dog, you don't make any money. Um, and I've never been like a monetary person. I don't care about money. I've never wanted to be like wealthy. I just want to be able to eat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. Um, so I started working two jobs. Um, so I would leave the radio station every day and I would go nanny for a family until like five thirty, six o'clock at night. So I was getting up at three thirty every day, working until six o'clock. Um, and I just ran myself into the ground. I, I've always like thought I could be superwoman, and I just like couldn't do it anymore. And oh my god, I feel like I'm gonna cry. Um, <laughs> we that's, that's we're the therapist that's coach. That's why we said, yeah. please <laughs> cry, like, let it out. I had I had therapy today, so like this is just we're just keeping the ball rolling. But um, yeah, it it just got to a point where I just like didn't even recognize myself. Like it was mm. so, so bad. And, and you're just operating on fumes the whole time. Fumes. And I was training for the Boston Marathon on top of everything. Oh my like, gosh. I, I wasn't, I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. Like I just, and they don't talk. I mean, people talk about it, but not really like how bad no sleep is for you. Mm. It's so bad for you, especially if you already deal with um, some kind of mental yeah. illness. I don't even want to say illness, but some kind of thing mentally. It just expedites the process. And so this was, let's say, September, October of 2021. Um, things were like really bad. Like I couldn't get out of bed. Um, but I would like force myself to. And when you work a job like that, where you have to be bright and shiny every day. Um, yeah, I was going to say, it's not a job where you can sort of 
I'm just gonna like take it easy today. Like you're alive. Right. You you're live and in front of not like well, I don't know if you did video, but you're live and like people are hearing you in that moment. You're you're being right. looked at as opposed to like I'm going to turn my camera off today. While, like I can turn my camera off at work right. and be like, I'm and not having it today. Like that's a job where you're on the whole and time. I have, and I have so much sympathy and empathy for people that even work like desk jobs that have to deal with being depressed and still like trying to be functioning at work and be organized and stay on top of emails and stuff. It's really hard. It's really, really hard. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that my, my experience was more difficult at all. It just was my experience. And it was brutal. Like I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy at all. Um, and like my coworkers knew what was going on because I like was clearly just not me anymore. Um, and so that October I had like a mental breakdown for lack of a better word. Um, it just all came crashing down and I was like, I can't do it anymore. I don't want to be alive anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. It's just, sorry. I know this is like so heavy, but no, that's, no, that's what okay. we're here for. I mean, <laughs> I made that face cause I've been like, I've been there different, yeah. different reasons, but like, I, I know that feeling. Yeah, we, I'm, we I'm, know yeah. what it sorry. feels like to hit the fan, to like hit yeah. that wall and be like, it's not sustainable anymore. Like up until right. that point, you just keep like faking it to yourself. Like, no, if exactly. I just get through this, it's okay. And then like, when you hit that wall, like we both know what that feels like. And that is, debilitating the, especially nothing, yeah. yeah like there's nothing worse there's the, I don't want to live anymore feeling is there I like I truly don't have the words to explain it no it's it's hard because you're like anything would be better than being on this planet right now mm. like it's something has to be better than this because I can't keep living on this level this isn't working out for me um so I my boss at the radio station was the most amazing person in the world and he was like you know what you got to take he's like get out of here (laughs) you take as much time as you need but your job will be here when it gets when you get back which I which a lot of people don't have and I'm so lucky I had people in my corner that just supported me and it was just the like I think about it now and I'm like I don't even know that person Mm. like I just want to like take her and give her a hug like it makes me so sad but um yeah, so I left. I probably took a week off, like fully a week off. I deleted like all the apps on my phone. Um, it was it was awesome just to like sit and like I went and did like yoga and read every day and tried to go for a walk as if I could get out of bed. It's actually so funny. The first day after I like there's probably two weeks where I just like stayed inside and like didn't try to knock it out of bed and whatever. And the first day I went outside, I tried to go for a run and I fell flat on my face. And I was like, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> oh, you're but, like, I, done. I, but I almost needed it. I was like, okay, we're bringing it back down to like a certain level. But you got to bring the levity into it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so I took, I took some time off. Um, I went back. I ended up stop, stopping working that second job. Um, and beginning in 2022 just because I was like I can't do this anymore this is crazy because I was you know I was on air I was managing all the social media for the station um I was basically like trying to do whatever they whatever they wanted and I was lucky enough you know I got to go to the concerts and the events but when you're there you're working yeah so I'm I'm getting audio I'm doing all these things and I'm not saying this to complain at all but it's like 
it just no it's di- it's different than just being an attendee at something or being able to like right. stop and enjoy something and you're exhausted yeah right. and like, I just I've worked I a ton of events and I feel the same way like you're like oh my god I'm so excited to be here but you're not fully there like you're right. focused on whatever job you have to do right and I and I just like I don't remember like months of my life because I was just I don't like I was so depressed and I just wasn't sleeping and there's just so many like things I don't remember. It's so crazy to think about. Mm. Um, but yeah, so when I, I went, you know, did a lot of therapy. Um, I tried a couple different antidepressants. Um, I'm very happy for people that those work for, they did not work for me. Um, I tried Lexapro. My, that was my first one, and I was, like, slurring my words. It did not go oh well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> damn. And then I was on Wellbutrin, and that made me um, even crazier. So I was like, you know what? We're just going to get like, off of all that's, that's what That's what I'm on. And <laughs> that's the, what I'm on. One of the mine. Finding the right dose of that was really yeah. hard because it's um, it's, like, an energizing medication as well. Yeah. And so it gives you like, so like one of the side effects is like increased anxiety. Which <laughs> is like, like what? Awesome. Like I have depression. Yeah. But I also have anxiety. And now you're like, take this. It'll solve right. one and make one worse. <laughs> like right. that's what, yeah. Exactly. Mine are double. My, I double up. I have Wellbutrin and something. For Zoloft. Anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Love that for you. <laughs> I love that for you. We love a cocktail. Oh, oh yeah. And then some <laughs> lorazepam on the side. Yes. As needed. <laughs> As needed. Sorry, yeah, continue. Again, like, no, like I love, I have plenty of people in my life that, that take medication and I'm so happy that it works for people. And, you know, maybe a different time in my life it would have, but there was just so many factors going in. And I think yeah. it was just not the time for me to be messing with meds. Um, my brain was literally like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause when you're too, when you're too deep in it, like yeah. you need to get to a point where you can see some light for meds to yeah. help. I couldn't, yeah. there was no, there was no time for like trials. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, it was so bad that I was like, I needed to work now and I need, I need to see results. Now. And it's, and that's it's not weeks. realistic. Yeah. It's like, oh, you take this one for six weeks to see how you do. And then yeah. you have to give it another three months to see if it works fully. And you're like, I don't have that much time. To, I like, literally said to my what? doctor, I don't have three months. So we're going to have to figure something yeah. else out. What ended up um, working out for you? I don't take any medication. Um, I I got off of everything. Again, that's just a total personal preference. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, like, my therapist saved my life, and I tell her all the time I love that woman more than life itself. Um, but I think a big thing for me, too, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place, but... Um, that's what we do here, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I think a big thing for me is... I kept saying to myself, like, why do I feel this way? Because I have the best family in the world. Yeah. I have the greatest friends. You know, I'm able-bodied. I had the job of my dreams. I am in a great relationship. Like, I had everything going, right? Uh, everything was positive in my life. Well, outside looking in, people would be like, oh, she's got it all. She's fine. And the fact that I was still feeling that way, I was like, okay, something's wrong. But you know, when shit hit the fan, I had people there and I'll like never, ever forget that. Like the day I left work when I was going to take some time off, um, I like wasn't answering my phone because I know you guys probably have both been there and 
the last thing you want to do is pick up the phone and like talk to somebody mm-hmm. and like everybody leave me alone. Um, and my mom just like waited outside my door until I let her in and she just like came and she laid with me. Oh, and Oh my God. I love like, her. I'll never forget that for as long as I live. Like it'll make me cry thinking about it. But I think that just all of it, right? Like knowing that you're not alone and like even the shittiest worst moments of your life, like someone's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, to your point, Annie, that like everything was going well, why isn't it working? Why, like what's wrong? Like why, what's the answer? And like the worst part of that sometimes is that there's no reason other than, other than depression, depression is there. Chemical imbalance. Yes. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And that's hard to swallow though. Like as someone who's like, you know, like high achieving, doing a lot. You're like planning for marathons. Hello. Like that's really hard. uh, That's a hard pill to swallow to be like, Oh, there's no reason I can't just fix it. Exactly. And I'm such a solutions person. And like I mentioned, I'm such a perfectionist. I've always just been like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like I need to, I need to present myself as this like person that has it all and I can, I can do it all and I can balance everything. And, uh, and I just, I got to a point, I dropped all the plates, they all smashed. And I was like, okay, we got to pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, I, I'm not glad I went through it. But I am in a weird way, because it just teaches you like so much about yourself and your resilience and like the ability to really learn and grow through a therapy or whatever it may be. For me, it was therapy, like, to really take a hard look at yourself and be like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Like what, what tools can we use moving forward? So mm-hmm. w- when a next depressive episode comes, I'm a little bit more prepared and I have some tools in my toolbox that'll be able to help. You know, I just, I feel so lucky for my support system and I'm really just a pain in the ass at the end of the day. And like, I just didn't <laughs> give up and <laughs> I just refused to, um, but I think that's when, for me, when I had like the mental breakdown basically on the radio, which was crazy. Um, I think that's when I was like, okay, I need to make a lifestyle change. And it was really hard. Right? Like I said, radio was my dream. I loved that job. I loved my coworkers. I loved everything about it. Like I, the fact that I got to make people laugh when they're driving to work or I got to tell a little kid that, on their way to school that they're going to have a great day or something. You know what I mean? Like stuff like yeah. that. Those are memories like I'll, I'll always treasure and I feel so grateful for, but the, the like behind the curtain Oz bullshit just mm-hmm. was, it the, was the trade off of like what it took out of you. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think I was just like, you know what? I need to go somewhere where, a company values me and they value my time and my effort and just a better work-life balance because in a job like that, in that industry, you don't stop working. There is no off, Mm. you know? And, and again, that's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing for some people, but I, I was just ready to, to kind of have a little bit more separation in my work life, in my real life. So you could enjoy your life. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird, right? It's, it's an awesome thing that people feel so connected to you when you're on a radio station or a TV station or whatever it may be. It's such a, a cool thing to be able to connect with people that you don't really know. 
but it's also weird because you're like, you don't know me. Mm. You have no idea who I am. You only know what I present. I mean, even though your title, you said your title was personality. Yeah. A a radio person. And I'd never heard that before, but that's. We've never. I've never heard. I've just never. Yeah, that's a whole different. I live under a rock. But I mean, that in itself is people are going to assume that they know you based on what they're hearing on their radio. When in reality, like there's a whole other life that you're living behind that. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm an open book and I was as open as I, as I could be, but still I was like kind of hiding this big part of me and then I didn't anymore. And I, I went on air and I said, Hey guys, I had a mental breakdown. I'm really fucking depressed. I'm not doing great. <laughs> like, wow. And, and you know, I, that was a really scary thing to do, but I'm so happy I did it. I've never had so many people. I was just going to ask you. Oh my God. So before I talked about it on air, I posted on Instagram and I, I wonder if I still have the note. I can read it to you guys. But I was like, you know, being sad in public is actually like my biggest fear because again, like I have always loved being the happy person. I want to be like the person that people come to when they're in a bad mood or whatever it is. And I can't find it right now, but I, I just posted on Instagram and I was like, you know, I've had this part of my life or had this part of me for the better part of my life. And, and I just don't want to be like fake it till you make it anymore because that's bullshit. That's not real. Right. And I was just like, Hey, I'm Annie and I'm depressed. And, um, like if you feel this way, you're not alone. Because again, I think that I just felt like a fraud. I was posting like happy pictures and videos and all this stuff, which of course I still had happy moments. Like everybody does when they're depressed here. It's not like, it's just like doom and gloom for 24 hours a day. I mean, sometimes it is, but you know, you still have like moments of laughter. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that wasn't my reality. That was just like, a little slip. Yeah, the small moments in between. Exactly. So I posted that on Instagram, just like a story. And I think I probably had like 300 DMs wow. of, peop- of people being like, this is exactly how I feel. Like, and it just breaks my heart because I'm like, why, why are, why is nobody talking about this? Like this shit is so scary. I mean, that's 300 people right there experiencing like right. exactly what you're experiencing and no one's talking about it. And we're all right. just walking around feeling it, feeling the same thing, being it. We could connect with each other, but no one talks about it. I mean, that's why we did this is we would just have these conversations together. And then one, we I just, think one day it was like we I, I had more friends once I started talking about it out loud. And 100%. Like, they were like, oh, my God, I feel that, too. And then it was like, wait, what the heck? Like, why haven't we ever yeah. talked about this? And then you and I were kind of like. Okay, if everyone's feeling it, but no one feels like they can bring it up until someone else mentions it. Exactly. It's and like, I do, and I've always, like, so, lifetime battle with depression, but eight years ago was my, my rock bottom. Or actually, yeah. fuck, nine years ago, I think. Um, oh, wow. And I have been vocal about it since, and it's, like, I feel like if I don't shut up, I'm going to help erase the stigma. Like, this is who I am. You guys all know me. Yeah. And you... Like, you're not going to not love me for who I am. No, um, of course not. And it makes you a real human being. Yeah. So I was it's sharing my is. story, like my own, and then talking to her, I was like, we just, let's see if anyone else will listen and we'll yeah. get something from it. And, 100%. Uh, 
But I'm so, I'm like so happy that you said something on the like a platform where people followed you. Like you you yeah. had this platform to make that kind of open discussion and like thank God that you took a chance and actually shared your story on there because then you reached so many more people. You could you could have saved that. lives just yeah. by being open and honest. Right. I just and I I think that I mean it's just a conversation that luck luckily is happening more. Um, you know, even like the younger generation, they're going to legit change. The oh my world God. All their, we talk thriving. about all their songs are about it. And I'm just like, I love all of this. No, I love all of them. I love them all. I can't wait for them to be president. It's going to be the best <laughs> thing ever. But, um, I think that, you know, younger kids, I don't even want to call them kids, but younger adults are definitely more, a little bit more forthcoming about it, but it's still, such a huge hurdle that people have to get over and I'm like it again like what I just said it just makes you more human it, it honestly makes me feel more connected to you because I don't think you're a robot it's mm. like we all have our shit you know like everybody is going through something I, I don't care how big or how small it doesn't matter but like just to be I don't know like vulnerability is terrifying it's scary and It'll always be scary, but it's so important because if you're not vulnerable, then like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. You know what I mean? I just, I say this all the time. I just like, don't do surface level conversations. I'm all set. I just think that's a waste of time. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't. I love that. Tell tell me. It's going to be a new quote. (laughs) (laughs) If you listen to the episodes before, it is our deepest, darkest. Oh my God. Yeah. The last episode. Oh no, not even just that, just in general. Oh, just in general. Actually. Yeah. We share, we share like a lot. I I remember the, like the first few episodes, my mom was like, you're like say it a lot on there she's like you know people can like hear you right <laughs> I was like yeah, yeah but you know what like I'm not I'm not ashamed of what I feel and I'm not ashamed of like no. what I've been through and the more we talk about it like the shame and that guilt that comes with mental health especially yeah. after like you've hit rock bottom that consumed me and yeah. I was like well where did I learn that why do I feel yeah. that guilt and that shame and like why is that Like I brought that on myself, but like I learned that from somewhere. Like where did I learn to be ashamed of having a down day or like having to admit that, hey, I'm not perfect. Right. And like once you get over that or once you get past that and you realize that like there is no, you shouldn't feel that shame and guilt. I know you will and you do, but like you shouldn't have to feel it because everyone experiences something like this. A hundred percent. And I think one of the funny things is when you're both depressed and anxious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because yep. I'll have I'll have periods where I'm so depressed I can't get out of bed, but then I'm so anxious that I'm in bed and I'm not doing anything, and I'm like, what a double whammy! You're we like, well, how do I win here? <laughs> um, I want to go back to something you said. You said you're like something that I say all the time. You're not thankful, like you went through it. Yeah. Um, and I always say that, and then I go back, but I kind of am because it's made me who I am. I would never 100%. wish this upon anyone else. No, I don't want to do it again. No, sure don't. I sure Ever, don't. But it's 1,000% built me into who I am. Yes. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It, it's it's my story, and I'm going to own it, and I'm, I'm thankful to still be living and talking about it now. Yeah. I think it's I, like that power of knowledge aspect. I mean, it's like when you're given bad news, 
you're you're hurt, you're upset, you don't want to know it. You like you were blissfully unaware before. So like how right. you were how you were acting before that fall and you know, just trying to get through one day, like you were blissfully unaware that like a big change was about to come. Right. And then it happens and it feels like you're being like ripped apart and you're like, how the hell am I ever going to put myself back together? And like, everything's falling apart. Like you said, all the plates in the air, they all came crashing down. Now you're picking up the pieces. But on the other side, you've, once you've reached past like that guilt, that shame, and you start like understanding yourself better and working towards like being better for yourself, there's this like knowledge, or at least in my account, there was this knowledge of like, okay, I, I didn't have to live like that. Like I thought that's just how life was and I didn't have to live like that. And now that you're on the other side of it, like there's this clarity of like, no, I'm not like super happy. I went through that, (laughs) but I am happy that I am where I am now with the knowledge that I have now. Yeah. Cause now you know how to face it. Right. I think any, any experience in life, and I know that's corny, but like any experience is going to teach you something. Right. Mm. And no, I wouldn't, I don't want to do it again. And that's a real fear, too, of mine. Every time I'm in therapy, I'm like, I just am so scared that it's going to happen again. And You're definitely not alone on that. No. Yeah. Because, like, if I have, say if you have, like, one bad day, I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Is it going to happen again? But, But I know that it'll, hopefully, it'll never get to that point because I have the tools now. Yeah, you're putting in the work. Exactly. Exactly. But I think that that experience has just made me so grateful for like the people around me and to be alive. Mm. (laughs) That's, that's pretty cool too. Um, and yeah, I, I think, and like you said, I think it's important to continue sharing your story. It it might get old to some people, but I don't really give a shit because it's important. And, and I just want people to know that they're not alone. I want to, I want like little teenage girls or boys or whoever to just feel like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy. That's like yeah. a real thing that could be happening and I can talk about it and I can maybe get some help for it. Like it's just. And to have the vocabulary to talk about it because yeah. when I was first really bad in it, the only word I knew was anxiety. So yeah. like I have anxiety. Yeah. I didn't realize how depressed I was. Yeah. Because that was my only word. And I mean, I have major depressive, major Jesus, major <laughs> depressive disorder, generalized anxiety and OCD. And I didn't, you didn't everything. Know, I like, just was like, oh, I have anxiety. You're like, it's all yeah. bundled together. I have this thing. They call yeah. it anxiety. anxiety. But I, now like, knowing, like, I mean, like the first time I had a panic attack, like I didn't, I, yeah. I randomly started having panic attacks like a year ago. Um, and yeah, I never, I never enough. experienced one in my life ever. Welcome. Uh, but like I didn't, I didn't know that's what it was called, so I was like, "I'm dying. This is it." Like, like a heart yeah, like oh my god, or like I just thought like the world was crashing around me, and I was like, "I can't stop thinking about this. Like it's a spiral, and like oh, the I, panic I, attack spirals." The, are but neat. like, how weird is that? Like I even knew what panic attacks leading up to that was, but like I didn't, I had never experienced it, and then the yeah. moment I didn't have the vocabulary for it. It wasn't until I like later on talked to my doctor and she's like yeah that sounds like a panic attack and I was like no I'm pretty sure it was something insanely medical and I should probably get looked at (laughs) she's like like, I don't think so she's like no I'm I'm pretty sure it's just a panic attack but I mean you're right like if you don't have the language you're you're like I don't know what to call this I just feel off and things feel terrible and I don't know why do either of you have physical symptoms with your panic attacks 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I started having them when I was driving a lot, Ooh. Um, which is brutal because I would have to, like, pull over on the highway. And yeah. It would be like I would just, like, start getting worked up about something. And I think because when I was in the car, it was, like, the time I was alone in my thoughts. Mm. And I would literally, like, mine's, mine's more, like, can't catch my breath, like, very shaky. But I would, yeah. like, feel like I was going to pass out all the time. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm operating a vehicle. Can we, like, <laughs> not do this right now? Like I'm in the I'm fast exhausted. lane. I'm glad you were able to pull over though and recognize it and be like, let's let's take a moment. Yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, I don't really want to crash into anybody just like because of me and my own brain. That's not yeah. fair to them. <laughs> but another thing that I was just talking to one of my friends about, um, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this as well. But when we were, especially like you know, young women, all they teach you is like you're gonna you know, you probably have PMS and like, you're going to oh have mood swings God, yeah. and whatever. And I get like really, really, really depressed before my period. I'm there with you. And mm-hmm. I didn't know. So I started reading about PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Why did they never tell us about that? Yeah. No one ever talks about it ever. No, and it's such bullshit. Like it literally makes me angry because um, I just thought I was losing my mind like forever I'm like, this isn't PMS. I mean, every every woman or anything, like everybody goes through shit before your period, anyways. But there's a difference. There's a difference. Oh, I'm yeah. like, no, I'm I'm I have like the worst depressive episode for four days, and I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> that that was honestly that was how I my that's how my depression started. It was yeah. like right before my period, and I'd go into these like really scary places. And then, so I was convinced for almost like six months that I had a hormone imbalance. Like I I went off birth control and like tried all these vitamins and I tried holistic medicine. And like, I was convinced that like my hormones were just, even though they all came back normal on the test, that my hormones were just out of whack. And that's what this was because it was right before my period. (laughs) Like no one ever told me about PMDD until I fucking Googled it myself. I know. And then you're reading it. how infuriating is that? What? And then they bring it up to my doctor and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a thing. Oh, oh you just <laughs> didn't want to mention that for the, I don't know, like, thousand times what? I've been in here? For me, it progressed past, like, anything to do with my cycle. And that's when I knew I had to get help and, like, eventually right. went to behavioral health. But I that was, like, a year of tests and doctor visits and, like, mm-hmm. trying different birth controls and vitamins. and like That was a – I feel – I remember you texting me through that. I – I was just like, Don't yeah, it. no, it's it's probably like my testosterone is too high or my progesterone right. is too low. Like I, I was so mad when I found out it wasn't any of that. Cause yeah, I, like, I would be too. Oh. It's just, it's so frustrating that they don't provide young people with information because it could have saved us all, I think, a lot of headaches. Right. Or just, or just like, because now moving forward, I know it's going to happen I can be prepared. I can have a strategy. But before I was like, what's happening? <laughs> or like, why isn't that mental health aspect tied into women's health in the first place? Just exactly. like off the bat. Like also it- with kids like or teens when they're learning about their body and stuff, it's just the basics of right. which younger I get just the basics of this is what your body's going to happen to your body. Right. But nobody talks about and what's going to happen like, to their brain. They're like, oh, no. hormones. You might have different urges. And it's like. Okay, but, it's, like, beyond just sex, like, what's happening in my no, brain? No, it's like, like, you're going to get boobies and yeah. you're going to bleed. I'm like, and okay, but, like, what about the 
shit going on in my head. <laughs> what is this rage and this and this absolute sadness I get? Can we talk about that? Why do I cry all the time? It's I really, know, literally. It's really funny because I just texted Abby today and I was like, can we do a mini episode on periods because I am having a day? Yeah. And I was like, I just need to talk hey, about this. You, ab- you absolutely should. Because, again, I feel like that's a thing, too, that people are like, we can't talk about periods. I'm like, why? Like, it's a very them. natural <laughs> thing. 50% of the population does it. We <laughs> like, literally all have them. We it's, were talking before good. about them, and her husband was in the room, and I kept being like, oh, sorry, because I'm open to talk about it in front of everyone. I know. But I'm always like, anytime there's a guy in the room, I'm like, oh, sorry. I, actually, I will say I will say a very funny story, and he's now going to hear it because he just came in from his run. Um, when So he has brothers. He does not have sisters. And he went to an all-boys, like, high school. And so when he started dating me, I have no filter. I grew up with all brothers. Like, I have a stomachache. I'm going to announce it to the room. Like, I, nothing. As you should. And, like, I, I just, I stopped being ashamed of, like, bodily functions or whatever a long time ago. Yeah. And he met me right when I went through that whole depressive episode. So, like, there was a lot of learning to, like, speak my like truth and like what's going on in my head. Like I can't tell you why, but here's what's happening. And so for period stuff, I am like so open about it. And I think you kept like apologizing or something. And I do too. I still, it's like a reflex, but then he's like, Oh yeah, Julie, what do you want for dinner? Like what? I have trained this or (laughs) maybe abused. I don't know. (laughs) Trained or abused this human being into like just being so totally accepting. of like, they all should be anything. Yeah. But that should be the norm. No, like, I love making men uncomfortable. Yeah. I really love it. Yeah, if like, you, like, you don't have you still have to understand. Like, it shouldn't, right. it shouldn't be an uncomfortable conversation we have to have. Do you it, know what I it mean? It should just like, be part of education that they get, too. Because, like, 100%. he didn't know a lot of the intricacies of, of a woman's cycle and, like, what her body goes through. Right. And I wasn't surprised that he didn't know either because it's no. not taught. Like, it's, it's just, just a not. lack no, the lack of information and everything surrounding it. And and it makes me happy because I feel like mental health conversations are happening more in schools, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. And it definitely like makes me happy that maybe little middle schoolers and teenagers aren't don't feel so alone. Because mm-hmm. um, middle school is hell. Oh, yeah. That's worst, yeah. worst years talk of my life. About hormones. <laughs> yeah. Hormones and, and, and <laughs> this is me think. Hormones and not knowing you're gay in middle <laughs> yeah. school – hundred percent. That was not fun. <laughs> You're like, wouldn't recommend. Yeah, no. I mean, I recommend, I recommend that everyone be gay. Um, yeah, the world would be a lot better place. Yeah. Oh, so much better. At least be, everyone should be bi. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking. I just immediately thought about myself in middle school and be like, ew, boy. You had like a trauma Ooh, flashback. I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. We just transported you right back. Oh, hell. Hell years. Um, I do want to bring us back in um, two questions. Even though you answered almost everything on this list already. Um, She's done this before. Yeah. (laughs) A professional. I'm totally kidding. I didn't even have to send these questions. You could have just gone. Yeah. I I love to tell a story. (laughs) I I love talking about myself. So I get it. I love it. We're all all secret narcissists. Oh, there's no secret here. Yeah. did you, did I hear this right, that you went on a road trip afterwards? I did. I did. Yeah. So I left the station June 30th. Uh, that, that was when my contract was up. So 
I, like I said, I went to college down in Florida, so I actually went and kind of saw all my college roommates. Oh, I I, love that. Yeah, I drove from here to North Carolina to see my college roommate. Um, We had literally the best time. It was awesome. It was just, like, so good to see those people because they just, like, bring you back down to earth and kind of could act like a stupid, like, 21-year-old again. Um, And then I drove down to Tampa, and then I drove, like, all around Florida. And it was so nice to be in a car by myself. Like, I got to tell you, it was just so nice. I listened to, like, books on tape. I listened to podcasts. It was, I stopped whenever I wanted. I peed whenever I wanted. I got whatever fucking snacks I wanted. (laughs) It was awesome. That sounds lovely. It was great. And then I came home. Um, Unemployment got to me by the end. Um, I'm such a, I'm such a busybody. And I think that I put a lot of pressure on myself. And... You know, I worked the whole time. I I nannied. I started teaching at a gym. Like, I always had income. I just, like, I always paid my bills. But, like, getting getting turned down from a couple jobs was tough Mm -hmm. um, because they saw, like, radio personality, and they were like, what the hell is that going to do for me in this job? Um, But I ended up where I was supposed to, and I feel so lucky that I found a good place to work. Um, And that I still... And like reminding myself that work is not life and that I, I have the time and I am awake (laughs) enough to really experience life and enjoy it. Now I feel really lucky. So the road trip really was the catalyst of everything because I think it just really reset like, okay, I'm, I'm in this big weird transition period in my life and what am I going to do with it? How long was your road trip? Not that that matters, but I'm just curious because I love road trips and I want to live in a van and just travel everywhere. <laughs> I know, same. I think I was going two and a half weeks. Nice. Three weeks maybe. Yeah, it wasn't too long, but it was like the perfect amount of time. That's awesome though because you also, there's things you can't do when you're driving. Like you right. mentioned, like you're listening to books and podcasts and stuff, but like you're distracted. And for me at least, like I have that bug where like I always have to be busy. So like I can't just yeah. watch TV. I have to like be working on a side project at the same time. But when I'm driving, it's the one time where I like have to have a singular focus. I can listen to something, but like I can't look at it and I can't tinker with something. I'm not scrolling on Instagram. I'm not doing any of that. I just my happy time. Yeah. I'm a TikTok girly. That's, that's where I was. (laughs) Hours lost to TikTok. I I don't don't have TikTok. I'm an old lady. I just send Julie TikTok links. (laughs) I love that. I'm I'm like, you need this one. So I'm just curating your feed for you. Thank you. (laughs) I would say download it, but don't download it because it'll become your life. I just get all the old stuff as reels on Instagram. Two weeks later. Uh, You're like a a boomer. I love that for you. (laughs) Thanks. Just turned 30. Well, not just turned 30. You did. You're still in the season. It's fine. We're in April now. I'm four months in. (laughs) That's that's disgusting. No, no, no! Stop I'm like thirties. Thirties are gonna be amazing. My Everybody tw- says thirties are your best years. Yeah, I honestly, I spent my twenties working on my mental health. Yeah, it's my time yeah. to shine. I'm really hoping thirties are my time to shine. I'm really. I mean, really if my twenties were, that was the struggle. So, yeah. like, I deserve. You're a homeowner, girl. You're married. You're a homeowner. We got a badass cat right here. Yes, our cat oh, yeah. has joined us it. on the couch. This no. never happens. So this wow. this moment feel, is really special. I feel honored. Yeah, this is her first interview that she's joined us and yeah, and just and sitting next here. to me. What about um, But I, but I think like I think there's something to be said for like the struggles you go through in your twenties because 
I was just thinking about it the other day. I posted something on Instagram about, um, oh my God, it was someone who was like responding to people getting married really young. And she was like, I have nothing against that if that's your choice. She's like, but if I did that, like it would have been the wrong decision for me. And then my response was like, I didn't know who I was then. Never mind like who I wanted to spend my life with or what I wanted to do. I didn't know who I was. how different you are from 20 years old Mm -hmm. to 29. Oh God, oh, I'm so right. Like, there's so much have, growth. You don't have the same interests. I don't have the same. I, I mean, I all have similar values, but like, definitely, like, it's just you're such a different human being. And your focus on like what's important in your life. Oh my God, gets a little. Not that it like narrows in a bad way, but I feel like I, I'm not spread as thin in areas that I thought were important and aren't. I'm very focused on like what's really important to me at this place in my life. Stop giving a shit. Yes, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, I just, I don't, I just want to be a good person. And like when I meet someone new, I don't really care. Like, I don't care what you do for, I mean, I do care, but like what you do for a living or all of those things, that's not important to me. Like, I just want to know if you're a good person and like how we can get back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let me just put your soul out there. Let me see your soul. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Lay it all out give everything this is how i, I think it. this is how i make new friends is podcasts and just be like here tell me everything tell <laughs> yeah. me everything about you i'm gonna ask some really invasive questions yeah. <laughs> we're probably gonna never cry. talked before except for like <laughs> trying to get a date and to book but tell now me tell absolutely me. everything now tell me about the worst moment of your life <laughs> that is what we do <laughs> and it kind of is but that's okay that's a good thing we're just like that's a good thing. laid on out and i think it's better now that we're sitting on a couch and it's it used to feel very formal. It used to feel like an interview across a table. And thankfully, yeah. we started with people who knew us. So I think they were f- comfortable. But now that we've started interviewing people that we don't know as well or we've met online, um, it's definitely more comfortable now with the couch. Because otherwise, we'd be sitting across a table, like hands folded, staring at you. Uh, <laughs> welcome to and, the yeah. and that was so I In wouldn't like touch anything because I make noise no matter what I touch. She taps on everything. <laughs> You got to sit on your hands. I used to do that. She too. tapped on everything. She always has a drink with ice in it. Today she goes, I didn't put ice in my water. And I was like, thank you. It only took two you don't seasons. do the editing. <laughs> perfect. 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 Um, I also, I still get very anxious um, before whoever we're interviewing comes on the screen. I'm like waiting. And then once we start talking, I'm fine. Yeah. But I'm like, oh my God. I get yeah. so, it's like you a first fucking breaths. date anxiety. A hundred percent is. I'm like, oh it's, God. Because you just, you never know how it's going to go, but but you guys do such a good job and you make people feel comfortable that I think anybody would be comfortable talking to you. But I know oh, that thank the, you. the anticipation feeling is the worst. Oh yeah, for sure. So I, I just want to ask like one more question related to sort of your mental health journey. Yeah. Since you worked in the radio space for so many years and now being on the other side of it and having the experience you had, having the tools you have now, do you have any advice for people who either want to go into radio or who are in radio who might be struggling with mental health? Don't go into radio. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, we I took a turn. Don't do it. My, my advice is run. Um, no. I. It's hard. It's hard because I feel like so protective of, of people that enter that space now um, because I just don't want anyone to ever ever have to go through what I went through and that's not that's not the fault of the people that work there it's it's a bigger corporate problem mm-hmm. um that that's happens at a lot of companies I think that if you if you are 
eager and you want to get started in that business, um, you just have to know what you're getting yourself into. You have to know that it's a grind and you have to, I mean, on that show, you have to open up. You have to share real life things about yourself and your family and your relationship and your friends and which is great and it's a blessing and that's how I got to connect with so many people and I feel lucky I got to do that but it's hard and I think just really managing your expectations if that is the space you want to go into um and to grow really thick skin Mm. that's that's my space radio is not for me (laughs) maybe just find a, a different job (laughs) yeah I think I think there's like a um I I mean I'm I have photography business on the side yeah and I worked in events for a long time and I always tell people whenever they're like I think I could be a photographer I think I'm gonna do it full-time I think I'm gonna go for it like I didn't go full-time for a reason right I, I think having the knowledge before you go into it is that's all I can provide someone saying like, if this is your dream and you want to follow it, then I support you. I did the same thing, but I want you to know what I didn't know, which is like protect your time, take care of yourself and like prioritize your mental health. But I mean, you can, all we can do is give people the tools and hopefully encourage them to take care of themselves and let them choose whatever path they want to take. Yeah. I think, Again, if that's if that's their journey that they want to go on, I commend them for it. And it was a great experience. I would never take anything back. Um, but I would just like what knowing what I know now, I would I would just yeah, like like you said, like I just want them to know what they're getting into. Yeah. And it's eyes not, wide open. <laughs> it's not as glamorous as it may seem. That's a Taylor Swift <laughs> song. Sorry. <laughs> One thing I have to add before you go is, okay, my dad is, the radio station he listens to in the morning is your former radio. Mm-hmm. And he would always come home and be like, so-and-so said this, or Andy said this, and it took, every time I'd be like, who are you talking about? And then I'd be like, oh my God, that radio station, Andy. I'm like, do you know her? You're oh actually like your best friends. <laughs> Stop. I love him. He, <laughs> He is really cute. Like stories like that make me so happy. Like that, that, that makes my whole experience worth it. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that's just like what I think about. Like someone was stuck in traffic for two hours and I said something dumb or whatever it may be. And like their day wasn't as bad. Oh yeah. You get like, you guys totally made his day. Like you were, you did that. That portion of your life happened for a reason. He's a very cranky man and you made him smile. So (laughs) okay, we're legit boys. I love that for me. If he ever needs a little like pick me up, tell him to give me a ring a ding. I'll give him a little little pep talk on the way to work. Okay. He would take you up on that. So be careful. Wait, I actually have like a non mental health related question. Do you have a different voice for radio? Like, no. Some, you know, some people do. They like have like a radio it's voice. So funny. That's the first question everyone used to ask me. Like, do your radio voice? I'm like, this is it. Like, this is I was gonna voice. say I listened to you on the radio, and this is the same voice. Yeah. This one doesn't listen to radio. Mm-mm. Wow. Well, I also haven't driven. I took the train for years. I never drove to work, and so I would just listen to like podcasts or music, pre-recorded things. I was under the gra- underground on the red line. There was no service. The only radio I listen to is the morning, and then everything else is Spotify. I Which, think, yeah, that, the morning's nice because it feels like you're in your car with, like, friends. Yeah, know? I love it. You're yeah. still waking up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, 
anything else you'd like to add? Yeah. Do you, do you have anything that you want to share? Like last, like any supports that worked for you or any of your coping skills, any coping skills that you think might help someone else? Well, I want to say thank you for having me on because this was awesome. And I appreciate you guys just fighting the good fight and talking about stuff that actually matters. Um, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. I think it's awesome. And the more we talk about it, the more people will help and we'll feel less alone. I just think that's awesome. Um, coping skills for me, therapy, 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 go see a therapist. Everybody needs a therapist. Everyone. Please. I don't care if you don't think you do, you need one. Um, <laughs> that's going to be uh, a clip by the way. Yep. <laughs> I, that is you a- need one. Um, I think for me, exercise is such a huge thing. Um, you know, Elle Woods famously said, endorphins make you happy and happy people don't kill their husbands. And that's just, that's a true statement. Um, I've endorph- actually never heard that. That is amazing. Have you never seen the movie? Have you never seen Legally Blonde? What's wrong? I watched it for the first time about two years ago. Okay. So you need to do a rewatch tonight. Clearly. You're going to hear that line and you're going to be like, yeah. I want that so This is my pillow. best friend and I'm very like- upset right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think exercise has helped me tremendously endorphins are real and I know like it sucks because everybody's like oh silly little walk helped my mental health but like it's true um and that has helped me so much just I'm I've never been really like a fitness person that's like oh I want to look a certain way or whatever I mean there's definitely like things I want to work on but it's really just so I don't lose my mind um so I would recommend any kind of exercise whatever you want to do going for a walk yoga cycling going to the gym whatever um going outside and actually getting sun on your face um, is so, so, so helpful. And again, I know this; these all are like probably things that your dad has said to you and you're like, shut up, dad, you don't know. <laughs> like my dad and I joke, like obviously he was so, both my parents were so supportive and everything happened, but we joke that my dad's like, yeah, just like go jump in the ocean. You won't be depressed anymore. And I'm like, no, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, I did a polar plunge this year and yeah. – it like was the best feeling in the world. It really is. It was such like a little wake up that I needed. I was like, okay, yeah. we are just complex houseplants, like some no. sun and water. Okay, I and... say that all the time. <laughs> I say, I'm just a plant. It's really all I am. I'm so simple. I just want plant. I just want water. I, I just want sun and to go in the ocean. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't care about anything else. Um, but yeah, I think. I think just making little, little tiny changes in your everyday life are going to really pay off in the long run. And I think just really protecting your peace. Again, I know that's corny, but like I'm so bad at saying no to things because I feel bad Mm -hmm. and I'm terrible at setting boundaries. And I and I will lay myself on a train track for people because I just like want to like make everyone else happy. But you can't make everyone else happy when you're miserable. And you need to take care of yourself and be nice to yourself. Every time you have that little negative self-talk come in your brain, acknowledge it, but keep on pushing it through and then say something nice about yourself. Talk to yourself like you talk to your best friend. It's the best thing my therapist ever said to me. She was like, why are you being so mean? Would you say that to someone else? I'm like, no. (laughs) I'm going to share a song with you after this. Um, But speaking of song, and I know I keep saying one last thing. Uh, we do a song of the episode when we do interviews. If there's a song that gets you through something, if you want to share it, 
Okay, Super Bloom by Mr. Wives is Ooh. one of one of those songs that just like you were ready. Just, you were like, yeah, I have a song. Oh, you didn't like, even mm-hmm. think about it. I'm a but I'm a music girl, so I don't. The, I, this is this is easy for me. Super um, Bloom by Mr. Wives. Mr. Wives. Right. I'll send it to you guys, but yeah, it's that's just one song that if you're ever having a bad day, you put that on. Depression. Who? <laughs> I'll jam out to it on the way home. Um, but one, thank you for your kind words. Um, and thank you for being open and sharing your story with us. Yes, of course. I'm so glad I got to be on. And we're so happy to have you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at live, laugh, lorazepam, and slide into our DMs to share your story or provide feedback. Make sure you subscribe. Call or text 988, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, for free and confidential support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress.